Hi, this is Pookie from the Creative Education blog and today I'm going to talk you through my top 10 tips for tackling disruptive behaviour in the classroom. For more information on this and a wide range of topics of interest to teachers, please visit the blog at www.creativeeducation.co.uk forward slash blog or follow me on Twitter at creativeedu. This podcast aims to share some top tips which you can implement right away to minimise disruption and enhance learning in your classroom. Number one, don't take it personally. This is surprisingly difficult advice to follow. It's hard not to take it personally when a student appears to be doing their utmost to disrupt your lesson. But in almost all situations, you'll be able to deal with the situation more efficiently and be more likely to prevent a recurrence if you take a step back and handle the situation as objectively as possible. Number two, think quickly, but act slowly. It's best to always be prepared. Don't wait until you have to come across disruptive behaviour before you think about how you're going to deal with it. Instead, preempt the situation and think through the different ways in which you might respond. In that way, you'll be completely ready if your lesson is disrupted and you'll be able to rapidly determine the best course of action. Your response must always be calm and measured. You need to demonstrate that you're entirely in control of the situation in order to retain the respect of all of your students. Number three, have established rules and procedures. A set of basic ground rules can go a long way towards maintaining a sense of order and control within your classroom. Repeat these as often as is necessary for the message to sink in. Maybe even have a copy on the wall as well. Consistency is key here. Always expect a certain level of behaviour from your students and praise them or thank them when they work well within the ground rules, but be very quick to pick up on anyone who is not behaving in a way that you have deemed appropriate. Number four, condemn the behaviour and not the student. It's far easier to deal with disruptive behaviour if you avoid allowing it to become too personal. Where possible, quickly and efficiently respond to the specific disruptive behaviour that's happening at the time. Number five, act as you say you will. Set out your guidelines and stick to them. This way your students will know exactly what is expected of them and the likely punishment if they do not follow your ground rules. You should also set a good example and follow your own guidelines. For example, you can't expect your students not to speak over each other if you speak over them. Number six, avoid shouting and physical contact. Although it can be hard to keep your cool, allowing a situation to escalate into a shouting match is a surefire way to lose the respect of your whole class and massively increase the likelihood that you'll encounter further behaviour problems in the future. Number seven, control your communication and your body language. Undoubtedly, you won't feel it, but keep your words and your posture as relaxed as possible. Like shouting and physical contact, hostile words or body language are likely simply to cause the situation to escalate. Number eight, act within school and departmental policy. Be certain that you know what your school and department expects to be tolerated in terms of behaviour and what the standard punishments are for not following the ground rules. Complete consistency and a united front are the best ways to tackle persistent low-level disruptive behaviour issues. Not responding in the same way as your colleagues will leave you open to questioning from your students and may lead them to question your authority. Number nine, plan and structure the lesson content activities. One of the key catalysts for disruptive behaviour is a bored or unmotivated class or students who don't understand what they're meant to be doing. When planning your lessons, make sure that you've provided activities that will be engaging for all students, no matter what their ability level, and that your instructions are concise and clear. 
The success of a whole lesson can be determined by how successful your starter activity is. Get this right and you're halfway there. Number 10. Ensure student voice. Whilst it's important to retain control of your class, other than in extreme circumstances, you should be working in partnership with your students rather than dictating to them. In many cases, the majority of students will be frustrated by having the lesson held up by a disruptive minority. Allow their voice to be heard. Students will often respond quite differently to their peers than to their teachers. Of course, this requires quite sensitive handling, but if you get it right, then you and your students will end up working as a team, one that doesn't tolerate having the lesson disrupted by poor behaviour. You've been listening to Pookie from the Creative Education blog, and I hope these tips will help you to maintain control in your classroom and enable your lessons to become even more effective. For more ideas on this and a wide range of topics of interest to teachers, please visit the blog at www.creativeeducation.co.uk forward slash blog or follow me on Twitter at Creative Edu. Thanks for listening.